0: Okay, we're starting here at the top of Nun Aleph, Hamad Aleph, by the two dots. Just before we begin, and at the end of yesterday's talk, we discussed the difference between Tvila, Tvila where the person makes the bracha afterwards, versus eating where a person had forgotten the bracha, they don't make that after the fact. And the Gemara's distinction, Tosva noted, is because by Tvila, it's Tvila Tager. and Tvila Tager, the person can only make the bracha afterwards. And since they can only make the bracha afterwards... There was a zebra of low plug, and making no differentiation between any tabila, and we always make the bracha afterwards. And would cited an additional example, that of netilat yadaim, that when we wash our hands, there's also an instance where you would have to say the bracha afterwards. And that is because if you went to the bathroom, and then washed yadaim, you wouldn't be able to make the bracha netilat yadaim until you actually were tell yadayim until you washed your hands. And therefore they were gozero by all Natila yadayim, By all cases of washing your hands, you make the bracha after the fact. The Magin Avram in Simon Resh Samech Gimel quotes this Toswot. There's an actually an identical Toswot in Psachim, and Psachim Davzaim. And he quotes this Toswot as a proof to the fact that women on Yom Tov should light candles the same way they light on Shabbat. On Shabbat we know that the women light the candles and they make the bracha of Asher Kedishan Mestavit Zivanu. At the Shabbat, they make the bracha after they've lit, because the problem would be if they made the bracha before they lit. There is a machloket as to whether that is kabbalat Shabbat. Is it the lighting of the candles or the bracha that creates the kabbalat Shabbat? If it creates a kabbalat Shabbat at all, machloket in the time of the gonim that also goes into the time of the rishonim. In order to avoid that problem, if the woman to make the bracha of the Shabbat and then only light afterwards, could be that she was already kabbalat Shabbat, trying to light her candles after it was Shabbat already. So what we do is we tell her to light the candles first, then to cover her eyes as if not to get her noah from the candles, make the bracha, and then uncover her eyes as if to say now the candles are lit. So that's what we do on Shabbat. On Yom Tov, it should be different. On Yom Tov, one has a lot of transfer fire. If you either had a candle in front of you, you lit the match already, she so could make the bracha of Hadik Nershel Yom Tov and then light the candles. So maybe you should make the bracha of Hadik Nershel Yom Tov beforehand. The or the introduction to the drisha, which is written by his son, quotes that his mother used to have that practice, that she made the bracha of the Haddik Nereshul Yom before she lit the candles. And she thought it was wrong that the women didn't do that. The Mugin of Brahm argues on the mother of the son of the drisha and says, can't be, because of this Tosva. Lo plug. We always light candles the same way. So just like when you make the bracha on Shabbat, after you've lit the candles, so to Am yomto. You should make the bracha after you light the candles in Yom Tov. There should be no differentiation. And he rejects the other approach. Based on our Tosfut here, where we go to Tevila De make the bracha after low for all to be loved, not just for Tevila De In Tevila De we make the bracha after you know, tell you die, because of the case of where you come out of the bathroom. In all cases in Tevila De we still make the bracha afterwards. So he says the same thing should be true by lighting candles in Yom Tov. The Dogomer the No of disagrees. He says... Sorry, with all due respect to the Magda there's a big difference in these cases. It says, first of all, the bracha is the same. By Tvila Tagir and by niti'la Tudayim, the bracha is always the same. It's the exact same bracha, no matter what you do in terms of washing your hands. You always make the bracha, Al niti'la Tudayim. You get up in the morning, you watch Nechovah, so you make niti'la Tudayim. You go to wash rasuda, Al Netila Tudayim. It's the exact same bracha. Tvila is also true. When you do Al Tvila, to make the bracha, it's the same bracha. And therefore, Chazal made no differentiation between Tbilot and Etilat Yudayim. That's not true by Hadla Kader. By Shabbat, it's La'ad L'Gner Shel Shabbat. On Yom Tov, it's La'ad L'Gner Shel Yom Tov. It's not the same bracha. So first of all, that's one distinction between them. The second distinction, the Dogma of Oura notes, is that not all lightings are the same. If you were right, the Magen Avraham, that means that time we lit candles in a religious ceremony, you should always have to make the bracha afterwards. Just like by Tzviwa and the Tzila we always make the bracha afterwards. If you're right that it's a low plug, then anytime you lit candles, you should have to make the bracha afterwards. He goes, what about Neirot Hanukkah? Because of nobody lights the candles and then makes the bracha afterwards. We make the bracha and then we light the candles. So you see that it is not consistent throughout. And therefore, the dogma of supports the wife of the Drisha, the mother of the author you should make a bracha beforehand when it comes to a look at Nehru Shabbat because he distinguishes between what is said here in the Tosafot of the low plug and the case of the Hadlik Yom Tov versus the Hadlik Nehru el Shabbat. And therefore he supports the idea of lighting after one has made the bracha by Yomtov. Let's just finish up or close out the sugiah from yesterday. Now, with today's sugiah bringing at the two dots on the top of Nunal from Nalif, Ternu Banan, Asparagus, it's not clear here that the asparagus that the Gemara is speaking about is what we know as asparagus at the time of the Gemara it was a beer or wine drink, potion that involves soaking roots or vegetables in it that gave it this flavor so the Gemara said this drink of asparagus is good for the heart and good for the eyes and certainly for one's intestines is it good Someone who drinks it on a regular basis, like a health drink, it's very good for him, it'll be good for his body. Someone who gets drunk on this asparagus, that is not good for his body, that's too much, and the body will respond in kind. If you say that this drink is good for the heart, we must be talking about wine and then it continues it says that it's good for the intestines. Vatanya, we have a the the ramat kashe. So these are acronyms. So for lat it's good. Lat being lave, ayin and tchol, heart, eyes, and spleen. This drink of asparagus is good for them, those parts of the body. the ramat kashe. For the ramat it's negative, and that's a acronym of Rosh. Me'ayim and takhtoniot. It's for the head, the intestines, and the bowels. So that's negative for them. So Gemara says, When we talk about that it's good for your B'nei Me'ayin, that's talking about Me'yushan, very old wine. The Gemara notes, new wine or grape juice is Ya'in Chadash. Ya'in Yashan is wine that is aged a year. Ya'in Me'yushan is wine that's aged at least three years. So wine that's aged at least three years, has this beneficial property of being good for the heart, the eyes, and even the intestines. Okay, it's not. Like, we have a mission that supports that understanding. Person takes a nether that they will not get benefit from any wine. They won't drink any wine. Because wine is detrimental to one's intestines. Aged wine is good for the intestines. Vishatak, and he doesn't respond. Then, Asurbe Chadash, Mutar He's Asur to drink Chadash, not only Chadash, he's Asurbe khadash He's Asur in new wine, grape juice, and Yashan, aged wine, but only up to a year. But he's Mutar Bim He's allowed to drink wine that's aged three years and beyond, because that is good for the intestines, and it's excluded from his nether, because that's not what he intended with his nether. So, Shvaminoa, that when it comes to this aged wine, that it's not only good for the lave and the enayim, it can also be good for the me'ayim, for the intestines. So, Tanur Rabbanan. Shishad varim asparagus. There are six things that are said about this asparagus drink. You're only supposed to drink it undiluted. Umalay, And when it's full, meaning a full cup of it. You accept it from the one who gives you the cup in your right hand. And you drink it with your left hand. and one may not speak after they have uh, drunk asparagus drink. and you do not stop in the middle. you have to. you have to take it down in one shot.. You only give it back. If someone hands you the cup of asparagus. you have to hand the cup back to that individual. Virak and you have to spit afterwards. The ain't some And after you finish drinking, you can only eat things that are in the same category, in the same food category. says Anyway, we have a Brahda that says that you cannot eat afterwards, The only thing to accompany it with, the only thing that is the proper milavet accompaniment to this asparagus is bread. It says Lokasha. Hab how depends if you're talking about the wine asparagus or the beer asparagus. The way Rashi learns it is is that you accompany with bread. If it's the wine asparagus, then the proper food item that comes with it is bread the other end if it's b'shechra, if it's beer, beer can be formed from different fruits or different produce. And therefore, if it's date beer, then you should only eat dates afterwards. If it is beer from hops, you should maybe only have the hops afterwards. Whatever it is that the beer is made out of, that is the food item that you should afterwards. That's the way Rashi reads it. So Tani Chada, we have one bright that says, One bright that says, it's good for the heart, the eyes and the spleen. and Bad for the Rosh and it's bad for the head, the intestines, and the bowels. And we have another break that says That for the rosh and the it's good. It's bad for the eyes, the heart, and the spleen. So the again, the guy says no problem. That's one was with wine, and one is with the beer. Now it's got to be the wine that is a latiyafeh because we already had that up above. That the wine, the asparagus wine is the one that's good for the lat. That's good for the lev, ayin and t'kol. And the sheikhar is the one that's good for the rosh, meayim and tahtaniyot. Tani chado. We have one prayer that says rakach rov lokeh. Someone who spits after it will become sick or ill. But, Tani we have another prayer that lo rakach rov If you don't spit afterwards, you're going to be sick. Lokasha, again, that's not a question. the Sheikhra. And one is wine, where you're not supposed to spit afterwards. And the shichra is the case where you should spit afterwards, otherwise you become ill. So the last two, it turns out that the first bright is speaking about wine. And the second bright is talking about shichar, about beer. In the first instance, the way that we explained it, we brought two brightahs. One bright that says, you have to be somech it's min. The second bright that says, you can only be somech ayudei pat. And Rashi says, it's one chamra, one shichra. But he explained that the second brighter is kamra, is wine. And the first brighter was sheikhrah. That means that it's not consistent. You had three instances where the Gemara brought down a stira and breitot, and each time it answers the difference between wine and beer. By the way Rashi explained the first case, the wine was explaining the second breitot, and the latter two, the wine was explaining the first breitot. The Oroch actually has a different understanding of that first case, and he says, wine has to be followed up by its min, by its own species, whereas Sheikhar you should have bread with it. And once you do that, all three of these are consistent then. The answers are all ham, ham, means that Wine is always the first breita, and sheichar and beer is always the second breita. The way the Orch explains it is more consistent in the way the Gemara is laid out versus Rashi, who in that first case switches around the Hamra and the Sheikhra. Hamra Vashi. So a person who does not spit afterwards could become ill, and that's talking about asparagus beer. One can let that spit go, that spit will go, even in front of a king. Because it's dangerous to one's health, and when it comes to danger to health, proper manners and etiquette are not important. What's important is to make sure that your health needs are taken care of, and therefore one could spit even in front of the king. Rabbi Ben So Yishmael Ben Elisha says, Suriel Sarapnim. So Suriel, the interior minister, one of the Chashuvim in Shemaim, told me these three things. If you remember Yishmael Ben Elisha, we had earlier in the Mesechta back on Tav he was the one who met a Kodesh Baruch in the Kodesh Hakodashim, and Hashem said to him, "Ishmael, give me a bracha." That's the same Ishmael ben Elisha. So over here, he bumped into the Sarapim. Out he told do not take your clothing directly from the Shamash in the morning, V'Tilbash, and then put it on. One should not get dressed from clothing that's been handed to them in the morning. They should have it put down and then take it and get dressed. Do not have your hands washed by someone who has yet to wash their hands. The person who's washing your hands has to have already washed their own hands. should make sure and return this cup of asparagus that you got. You should only return to the person who gave it to you. Because of the tix as Rashi notes here, those are Sheim Khabrat Sheidim. That's a gaggle of Sheidim that are not necessarily friendly. Therefore, it would be dangerous for you not to hand it back to the person that gave it to you. Amri It's a group of destructive Malachim, angels. And they are Mitzabim Lola Adam. They sit and wait, look forward to when an individual. When will a person violate one of these three things that I told you? And we'll be ready. We're on the ready. We're ready to take action. Cause damage to this individual. Be negative to this individual. So these three things one should be makpiran on because there are some negative forces out there that are looking forward to one tripping up on these items. That is taking one's clothing from the shamash in the morning, washing one's hands from someone who has yet to wash their hands and not returning the close asparagus to the one who gave it to you. I'm Rabbi ben Levi The angel of death said three things to me. Again, the same idea. Don't take your clothing directly from the servant in the morning and then wear them, and then put them on, don't have your hands washed, from someone who has yet to wash their hands, do not stand in front of the women, when they are coming back from a funeral, that's where I'm dancing, I'm right there, and I'm coming right in front of them, and my sword is in my hand, and I have permission to do damage, So don't get in the way when they're on the way back, the women on the way back from the funeral, don't get in the way. If you bump up, if you bump into a group of women who is returning from a funeral, and you know you're going to see them, what do you do? It says, You should jump from your place. Wherever you are, jump from that location four a mot away. Take a jump and get out of that way. If there's a river, cross the river, so you're on the other side of the river, so there's distance between us. There's another road, another option in terms of travel. Take the other road. If there's a wall, achora. Get behind the wall. V'ilo Ape. And if you have none of these options available to you, at least turn your face away, turn your head away. V'leimon and say this incantation. I mean, it's an incantation. It's a pasuk. Byomar shem satan shem b'cha. Idea that a shem can take care of the satan can ward off the satan. So you should say that pasuk. Ad until I pass by. So for whatever reason, the Malachamovet is present with these women returning from the funeral, and we know that that's true in general. In terms of death, it's a time of mitat din, and we don't like to make mention of serious issues or mishpat or things that could cause trouble or negative outcomes when we're around the mate or situations of death, because that's a time of din. So I don't know if this is a corollary to that when the women are returning from the funeral that the Mahmoud is there and he's Lechabel. But Mahmoud suggests to Rabbi ben Levi stay away from those situations. That's not a good place to be. Ramir Tano, either it was a member of Amoraim, or some say it was in a Braita. Varim There are ten requirements for a Kosho bracha, and these are the dacha Ushtifa requires rinsing and washing. The gemal come back and explain each of these items. Chai, it should be undiluted. Umale, it should be full. Itur requires a crown. Ituf, it requires being wrapped. No tlob isteab and you pick it up with two hands and put it in your right hand. Magbiyamina Karko Tefach, you lift it off the ground at tefach. But not you have to look at the wine. Vyeshomim, Apmishoga Matanala and beito. Some say they should also send it as a gift to his wife, meaning that he should have his wife drink from the kosho bracha. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. An, O, E'lan, Arba, And that list of ten, we only have four. It's not to say that Rabbi Yochanan wasn't aware of the others, and maybe they practiced them, but it seems from Rabbi Yochanan that only these four are important. And that is hadacha, Shtifa, Chai, U'malei. Those four are the most important. Again, the Gemara is going to go back and dissect each one of these. Tana mi, bifnim, mi So we have a bright that explains to us the difference between hadocha and shtifa. Hadocha means to rinse on the inside. Shtifa is to rinse on the outside. Gemara in Avodah Zarah deals with shtifa and hadocha. Over there, Rashi uses the interpretation that the Gemara brings here that hadocha means in the inside. Shtifa means mi the Rambam in the Parish of out there speaks about one being with cold water, one being with hot water, one being a rinse, one being a wash. The difference between a and Shtifa. I don't know if he would apply it here as well. Tosafor points out, many times I've seen this instance, it says that a and Shtifa are only necessary if the cup is dirty. If you have a cup that's clean or you take out a Becher from the closet and it's clean, you do not have to do a and Shtifa. There's no requirement. Seeing people, many people who do adocha, they rinse out the cup anyway, even when it's clean, to be a adocha and shtifa. But it's clear here, as well as in halacha, that that's not necessary. This is only necessary when there's a problem with the post itself. I'm Rabbi Kol Al Kos No Lo Anyone who makes a bracha on a full kos, then he gets a nahlah, an inheritance without boundaries. So in order to have a kosho bracha, or in general any kos, all you need is reviatalog yain. yayin. But a riviet of yayin doesn't necessarily fill the cup. So there is a separate requirement of not only having a reviatalog of yayin, there's a separate requirement of having the cup be full. And that's why for Kiddush, and for Abdullah, and for all these items, we fill the cup up to the top, even though that might exceed the riviet of yayin that you need. Because it gives a person this, Yach labli Shnemar, Umalei Yam vidarom irasha. That Malay, this part of the brachot that Moshe gives in the, in Zota We'll read in, uh, two weeks time. The Malay birkata That if it's Malay, a person will receive the birkata Hashem. Yam vidarom yirasha. He'll inherit north, south, meaning that there'll be no boundaries to his inheritance. Again, it's out of context, the puzzle. Who might have taken that drasha to say that if it's Malay, then you get this bracha bli mitsarim. Rabbi Yosef, Barchanin, Omer, Zochev, and Shnei Olamim. You inherit two worlds. VeOlam This world, and the next world, Tosafot brings from Parish Rav Rabbi Yosef, Me, Marshalaya, probably from Marcel, that, Me'ave, Le-Michtav, just said, Yam, V'Darom, Rash, that you'll inherit, biktav Yirasha, that adds an additional two letters, a Yud, and a Hey. And we know, the Gemara tells us that, with Yud and Hey, Hashem created both worlds. Because it says, Ki Bika Hashem Tzura Olamim. The Yud and the Hey Hashem created the worlds. The Yud was, Olam with the Hey is Olam And the Gemara Darshans from that, why is it Olam with the hay Because it has an opening at the bottom for those that don't behave to go down to Gehinom. An opening on the side for those that do Tshuva to come back. And Yud is small because those that reach Olam are my Newton number. So that's why Bika Hashem Tzura Olamim. And this, Rabbi Yosef suggested that that's what the drasha was, that this extra yud and eid that was found in the word Yerusha told us this Glimod or this drasha of being inheriting Olam HaZeh and Olam Ba. What's itur? The bright dimension that one has to have a crown. Rabbi Hude used to gather around his talmidim, and that was the itur, the crown to the kosher bracha. Rabbi He used to surround it with other cups, other bechers around the cup, the kosher bracha. And over here, it's not clear what the girse is. You can see on the side, it says, In the riff, this is all in parentheses. They grow up and as an alternative girse that makes a little more sense at what's said here, because chai was one of the requirements of kosho bracha. So what does that mean? They grow and odal says, that he used to have it surrounded by undiluted wine. The chai is qualifying that previous statement. The cups that he put around the kosher bracha to do the etor were undiluted. Amar sheishet ad birkat haretz. That was only until birkat aretz, And that's the next line here. Amar sheishet birkat Instead of saying uber birkat haretz, it's ad birkat aretz, And that means that one should leave the wine undiluted until the bracha of aretz, And then one dilutes the wine at the time of birkat aretz. So the kosher bracha starts out as undiluted. And one, diluted in the, one dilutes it in the middle of benching, not at the beginning of benching. You start out with a cup that's undiluted wine, and you dilute it when you reach the bracha of no de and in benching. Right, so it sounds like it would only become a kosmale once you reach the point of your cup. All right, that's one possibility. The other possibility is that there are cups around it. And the cups around it were diluted. You diluted those cups. I'm not exactly sure what the scenario is. It's a very Again, it's a very difficult girsah. At least trying to grow us, trying to make some sense of what this Chai and Birkat Arts are doing over here. Ituf. What does it mean to wrap oneself? He used to wrap himself up with some sort of head wrapping. Ituf is usually referring to a head wrap. So we do, Lehita Teif Batzitzit. When it puts on italic, we wrap it around the head because that is Itufa Ishmaelim. Similar to wearing a kafia that the Arabs wear. That's what the Gemara says about Ituf and Itufa, the way you do ituf is like the way that the Arabs do it. So now it says, He used to wrap his head and then sit down. Vasi He used to spread a handkerchief, a cloth over his head. So that is the practice of some, when they have a kosher bracha to cover their head. Put on a hat or to wear something over their head when they have a kosher bracha, because of this idea of ituf. He takes it with two hands. And then he moves it to his right hand. What's the puzzle? The puzzle that's seen over many washing stations. That you should hold your hands up. kodesh Have your hands be raised for Kedushah. And give Bracha to Hashem. So you see that maybe requires raising of both of your hands. And then you place it in your right hand. And then you place it in your right hand. Small Some earlier generations asked Can you have the left hand help the right hand When you're holding it in your right hand Can you have the left hand to assist in holding it up They posed this question and it was not answered Therefore, we're going to be the Chumrah And we will not allow the left hand to help It has to be in your right hand Without any assistance from your left hand So two things come out of this First of all Tosfat says, why did you need help from the left hand? Just hold it in your right hand. What's the big deal? So he says two possibilities. Either it is because of goodolot, dealing with one of these big bechers that need some help. It gets heavy. Or the other possibility was it was a long benching. It Hanukkah, or it was a wedding. a Sheva Brachot. Where it goes on for a little longer than normal. There's an expanded benching. In those instances, it's harder to hold it for long duration. And because of that, they wanted to have help from the left hand in order to not tire from holding it in his right hand. The other thing to note here is that Rabbi Yochanan is the Baal Memrah. Rabbi Yochanan over here is the one who answered about whether the left can assist. Remember, Rabbi Yochanan said that there were only four items that we said about kosho bracha. A docha, shtifa, chayu But it's clear that he's aware of the fact that the bright that said that you accept it in two hands and put it in your right. Because he knew about this question, whether you can assist with the left hand. And that's why I mentioned before, that's what Tosavod says. That Rabbi Yochanan is aware of these other requirements, and he's not re- necessarily rejecting them. He says that the four are the most important. And that's what it says. Rabbi Yochanan clearly doesn't argue about you have to hold it in your right hand. Because of this quote. Mashma Shekinah, you know again, because that was the practice in their day. And with Itur and Ituf, we see that the Amorim were also machmir Mi Atsman. Vayu nizarim mikulana. They were nizarin all the ten items mentioned in the hachmir bracha And therefore it says we should also practice that and try to be careful for all the items that are mentioned in the Breitah, because we see that the Amorayim considered those items or considered it important to keep those items. Okay, now the Gemara continues. a karka tefach. One has to lift it off the ground, a tefach. Depends, if you ate on the ground, you lifts it off the ground a tefach. If you ate on a table, then you leave it off the table, a tefach, at least a tefach. I'm Ravacha Brochina, my korah. What's the posuk? Kos Yishuot Esa Uv'be'Shem Hashem Ekrav. I will raise my goblet and then Uv'be'Shem Hashem Ekrav. call out in the name of Hashem, and we know that calling out in the name of Hashem is one of the sources for zimun. Uv'be'Shem Hashem Ekrav, go to the so therefore, it requires Kos that one raise the cup or raise the goblet, and that has to be a tefach off whatever you've eaten on, whether it's the ground or the table. No ten Bo, he has to look at it. Keicha Adlo Nisech Dat That he should, his mind should not wander from it, and that it should be focused on the Kosho Bracha, and focused on the benching. Now, the Sephardim do have a practice because of this, to actually look into the wine. Not only to look, keep your eyes on it, but actually to look over the top of the coast and try to see the reflection or uh, get a look directly into the coast. Probably because of this idea of not naabbo. Next thing is, and she You send it to your family and she beito's family, but really is talking about his wife. Be a gift. Kiechaditit parech bit bitu. So that the wife should get bracha. Kosha bracha is blessed. It's school of wine, right? So therefore one should send it to their wife so that she should drink from the koshe bracha Ula iklu lebei Rav Nachman Ula was visiting Rav Nachman Karech lifta, they broke bread together Barach birchat mezona and then they benched I don't know if there was a third person there as well they had a mezumin or they just benched a kos. but kos without a mezumin Yoye kasa kaseh de birchat ala Rav Nachman he gave the koshe bracha to Rav Nachman to drink Amalei Rav Nachman don't give it to me The ar-mar the de, de Yalto send it over to Yalta. Yalta is Rav Nachman's wife. He says, send it to Rabbi Yalta. I'm not going to drink it. Give it to my wife. She should get the kosher bracha. Ula says, you know what? I think you should drink it. Because this is what Rabbi Yalta says. The bracha comes to the woman through the man. So the prebitna, the offspring of the woman. Or I don't know if it's literally offspring here. Or here it means the actions, the ma'asim of the woman. Are blessed through the offspring of the man or if it means of the actions or the masim of the man. And therefore, you should drink it. She Amar the pasuk says, "Uberech pri'bit necha. Pri'bit nalo ne'amar, it doesn't say that the bracha will come to her. Pe'rot, <speaking in Hebrew> but rather a <speaking in Hebrew> That you are the man's pe'rot. And therefore, the man should drink the kosher bracha because vicariously, the woman will get, I don't know if it's vicariously, or through the man, she will attain the bracha. So therefore she doesn't need to drink it, you should drink it. Tanya Namayoki, we have a brighter that supports this. How do we know that the fruits of the woman can only get their bracha through that of the man? Shnear got wind of this idea that she wasn't gonna get the coast of Bracha that day. Kama she got up in anger, to I don't know if she went to the cellar or she went to the wine store. She smashed 400 barrels or pitchers of wine. Now, in general, the use of the term 400 is an exaggeration. Doesn't mean that she knocked out 400, but that she did some good damage. Pour for her another cup. Said the entire pitcher has a din of kosher bracha. And yeah, that, yes, yeah, so we poured the kosher bracha and I drank it, but we poured another kosher from this pitcher, and that entire pitcher has a din of kosher bracha, so you should drink it. He wanted to obviously placate her, so that the anger would subside. So he said, yeah, yeah the whole pitcher is a kosher bracha. I don't know if he just said that to placate her, or if that's really true. Shao Chale, she sent back to him, mehmahadure mile, from those that wander around the peddlers, they have the gossip, umis martute, And from rags or tattered clothing, Klame, translation is either vermin, Rashi says it's lice, they arise. So from these items, this is what you can expect. From the peddlers, you can expect gossip. From rags or tattered clothing, you can expect the lice or the vermin. And so too, what could you expect from a guy like Ula to tell you something like this? He told you, go ahead and drink it instead of giving it to me. That's the type of guy he is. You couldn't expect more from him. Amravasi, One cannot be dat? one cannot remove their mind from the Kosha Bracha, meaning that shouldn't speak, shouldn't do anything. Once you have carried or lifted up the kosher Bracha, the only thing you can do is bench. That's what the way Rashi explains it. Tosavot quotes Rashi and says, kosher Bracha. It says, not, you're unique to the one who's leading the benching or has the kosho bracha. It's also true of those that are seated around them. They're not allowed to remove their mind. They cannot wander away from it because you need, you need the one who hears, as well as the one who is saying it, to have kavana, just like by shofar. The one who's going the shofar, the one who's listening to the shofar, has to have kavana, so to over here. Person who is benching has to have kavana, but the one who is listening to the zimun and to the benching also has to have kavana. So that it'll be true for both of them. Therefore the attendees, or those that are present, should not be speaking once the kosher bracha is taken. They shouldn't be speaking about items that aren't relevant to the benching, and they should be focused on the benching. Because just like this requirement that the doesn't have his leave have his mind wander, move away from the kosher bracha, so too, those that are present, also have that same requirement, he says, ben bracha bracha. that we're speaking about, ben bracha bracha, or between the zimon, and the bracha, or before the zimon, that's true, but he says, in a bracha, no question, that you cannot interrupt, or speak, if you do that, you're not Yilceh, because you're listening to someone else's bracha. Remember, the there day a single person was benching, and everybody else was yotze with that benching, with that birkat amazon. So if you interrupt with speaking in the middle, you are not going to be yotze with a shumea yonne. And therefore, you certainly cannot speak in the middle of benching because that would undermine your ability to be yotze, the birkat amazon. One should not make a bracha on a Kos, that is, negative. My kosho and Rav Nachum, Means the second cup. Now, this is based on Gemara in Pesachim, where it discusses this idea called Zukot, pairs. That even numbers are problematic with regards to Shedim. And so, so to over here, the second cup is a kosho paranut because it brings on these problems of Shedim. The Gemara in Pesachim says that with all sorts of things, one should not end up in even numbers, because that brings on the wrath of the Shedim. And it's detrimental to one's health to do that. The Gemara there in the end brings a Memra, which we basically subscribe to, which says, if you don't care about them, they don't care about you. So if you're not makpid on the Shehidim and the Zugot, then they don't bother you. And that's what we subscribe to. We don't really think about these things. We don't worry about these issues. And therefore, the Gemara says that they don't bother us. If you're makpid on them, then they do get you into trouble. <laughs> lo Someone who drinks even numbers should not make a brach on that coast. B'nishum shneemar. Hikon yisrael This is a pasuk that we quote. They one must prepare themselves to meet their creator, to meet their God. And we use this post to describe that one must get ready before they go to Davin, uh, before they are going to say, a person has to be in the proper frame of mind, has to be dressed properly. All of these requirements of, we saw them earlier in the Mesefta, it's also brought in the Gemara and Shabbat, with the guards putting on a karta, or getting dressed, doing something extra in one's clothing, in order to come before God. So here too, one has to be prepared properly to go before Hashem. by Lo Mikan. And this kosho bracha is not the proper type of coast that one should approach a god with, because it has negative, or negativity associated with it, so that's not considered to be the proper kosho bracha to approach God. Then a quote from Rabbi Bo, or possibly from Abraita, similar to what we just saw before, a similar type of quote. Someone is eating while they are walking, it should stop to say the bracha chrona. So if he is stationary but standing when he's eating he should sit down in order to say the bracha or not shum esive uchel if he's laying down to eat yoshev umivrech he should sit up in order to say the bracha as the proper kavod before Hashem the is yoshev in all these instances you sit down to say birkat hamazon one should not say birkat hamazon standing but rather sitting as Tosfot explains v'yishbirkat hamazon deoraita Birkhar Mazon is a bracha mina Torah. The Fichach Hechmiru Baal Yotu Shevi Hefer Chazal, where machmir, that one sits down in order to have the proper kavana, and the proper kviut with regards to benching. And that's the same idea. Basarat Devarim Nemrubo. There are seven, ten things that are said about the kosher bracha that are associated with Birkhar Mazon. Mashinke Mishar Brachot, which is not true of other Brachot and Tosav brings who knows you go going Vachalta v'savata brings down a nice little drusha it says Vachalta v'savata Drasha is that sabata is a conjugation of shave eight that at the time of the bracha you should be seated and that he heard from, from Moshe Albert that's what Tosav quotes but then we end the parak, and now we're going to begin the new parak. get a little ways through the beginning see large Mishnah the Mishnah is describing Machlokot that are between Beit Shema and Beit with regards to the Uda. So these el dveiim shemim b'chemai ben b'telal Besuda These are differences in opinion that arise between b'telal and Shemai when it comes to the suda. B'chemai omrim mevreich al yom v'achakach mevreich al yain. When it comes to kiddush Ayom, you should make the bracha on the kiddush first, and then only afterwards make the b'orai piagofin. B'telal omrim vidol says like our practice mevreich al yain v'achakach mevreich al yom. First you make the bracha b'orai piagofin, and only then do you make the bracha al kiddush. So again, we'll see, today's Gemara, we'll see why that is. We'll get to the explanation of this. The remainder of the Mishnah, we'll read it, but we won't get to the explanation until the next couple of daf, which go through each of these items in the Mishnah, explain what the Makloket is. Next Makloket is, You first wash your hands, and then you pour the kos. It's not even about the kos. Remember, they used to come to be seated, and then have a appetizer wine. The question is, do you wash before the appetizer wine or after the appetizer wine? You first pour the cup, and then only afterwards do you wash your hands. person after they wash until the daim wipes it on a handkerchief, on a cloth, and he puts that on the table. You can put it on the pillow, the couch that you're on, you can put it over there. At first you sweep the house, and then you wash mayim machronim. you first wash mayim and then you sweep the house. First only has one coast, and he wants to make avdal on it, but he also wants to eat a meal on Shabbat. What is the proper order of the night in order to use this single coast, both for Abdallah and for pirkat ha-mazon? So Beit suggests that it's first you make a bracha of borei morei then you make the Birkat mazon, and then afterwards you do b'samim and abdallah. B'dilu Ner near b'samim. First you do the candle and b'samim. Then you do mazon Birkat mazon, and then you do abdallah. B'tzema yomrim shabara moor The bracha on the candle on Motzei Shabbat at abdallah is shabara moor ha'ish. borei meorei which is our bracha. Ein mevachim lo al aner valo shelakum. One should not make a bracha on the Ner of abdallah a moetzah Shabbat on a nair or incense that comes from the akum, from the non-Jews, for the idol worshippers, and not on a candle or b'samim that were designated for those that have passed away, and not on a candle or incense that comes from a vodezara. One cannot make a bracha borei moraresh until they've gotten hana'ah from the or, from the light of the Abdullah candle. From the Mishnah, it sounds like. One first has to get hana'ah, and then only afterwards make the bracha. When it's brought down the lochah, it's the other way around. We say the bracha, and then one has to get hana'ah from the candle. And that's the practice of looking at one's fingernails. The idea being that one is distinguishing between something that has a fine line between it, and you require the light in order to distinguish so you could do it with, let me say, a coin. If you wanted to check the coin, you could do it with the or an air. We do the fingernails. And that's based on the medrash. When Hashem made cut note or for Adam, he made them clothing. Those cut note or were actually tsiporin. They were made out of nails. Or, some calcified item. And that was the clothing that was granted to Adam Arishon. So therefore, we, on Motzei Shabbat, use our nails, our fingernails, and we do, try to discern or distinguish between the skin and the nails to get Hanov from the candle. Misha Chal Vashavchach, one who ate and forgot, velo Beerech. and did not say Bracha Khorona. He has to go back to the place that he ate, do the Bracha, and make the mazon there. Wherever you remember, you sit down and you bench at that point. Until one can you bench. After the meal is completed, you forgot to say a bracha How long do you have in order to say this bracha chrona? Until the food in his intestines and his stomach has been digested. So as long as the person is still satisfied from the meal, then he can bench. Generally, Allah has brought down that that's 72 minutes after one completes the meal, that one has the ability to say a bracha that is still connected to the meal. By the hand, if he gets wine after the meal, there's only that cup. You first make the bracha on the yain, and then afterwards you bench. You first bench, and then you make the bracha on the wine. One answers Amen after a Jew makes a bracha. and if you were not there for the beginning of the bracha, you come in and all of a sudden you hear somebody saying, So there you can answer Amen to that bracha. Because the assumption being that he began the bracha, Hashem. So answering Amen to affirm, or the affirmation of such a bracha is fine. One may not answer Amen after Amen, Until you hear the beginning of the bracha as well. Because if you come in and you hear him saying on the 10th of Koach, what we're not certain about is, how did he open the bracha? Did he open the abracha bracha to Hashem? Or, the Kutim were also known to worship a avodah Zara or some sort of god in Hargrizim, and he might have opened with intent for that avodah Zara and Hargrizim. So until you've heard whether the bracha is to Hashem or to the avodah Zara, you can't answer amen because you might be affirming a statement of Avod Zarah. Therefore, so you have to hear the whole bracha. Tana suda. al First you make the bracha al kiddush hayom and then you make it on the yayin. Shayom goreim the yayin shayavol. The reason that you have wine here is because of the day. Because it's Shabbat, because it's Yom Tov, that's why you have wine here. That's why you're making Kiddush. Then number two is, Number two is, which came first? First, Shabbat started, and then only then did you make Kiddush. Rashi says it either started because it was Tzitah Kokhavim, or it started because you were makabal the Shabbat. But either way, the Yom, Kiddush preceded you making Kiddush, Alayayin. So it came first. So V'chamah says for both of these reasons, Kiddush should precede the Bracha Alayayin. First you make the bracha of pri Goffin, and then you make the bracha of Yom, which is our practice. We first say pri Goffin, and then we say Mekadesh Yiselva Yamazikarah, Mekadesh Yisrael Azmani, Mekadesh HaShabbat. Make the bracha after we've said Boripiyah Goffin. The only reason you're making Kiddush is because you have wine. If you don't have wine, you're not going to make Kiddush. Kiddush means, alright, that you can be Yotze without Yayin. Most believe that Kiddushayyan is only der so therefore, without the wine, you're not going to make Kiddush. And even those who don't have wine and make the Kiddush ala pot, make it on bread, they're doing it ala pot because the pot is replacing the yayin. So the only reason the Kiddush is here is because you have some item. Another thing is, the Bracha on wine is more frequent than the Bracha on the Yom. Again, the word type can be used in two senses. It can be used in frequency. It's more frequent, more common. Or it can be used as consistent. It's more consistent than the other bracha. Over here, it's most likely being used in the context of that it's more frequent. That one makes a bari all the time. Every time they drank. Especially in their day where they drank it almost every day. They drank wine. They're making bari piyagofen every day. Brich Kirush was only on Shabbat once a week. So tadir v'sheino tadir. We have a principle: something that is more frequent and less frequent. Tadir kodem, the one that is frequent, it comes first. And we learned it out from the korbanot because by the korbanot it says that whenever you bring a korban, it's alolata tamid after or once you brought the olata tamid, the olata tamid, which is the daily offering, that was brought first, and then only the other korbanot musaf. So you see from that why? Because tadir kodem, the olata which is more frequent or there, it's also more consistent. There you do that first, and then only afterwards you bring the Korbeni HaMushach. The locha is like and that's our practice. My Why did the loch bring two reasons? But one reason that's the wine causes the Kiddush. Number two is, Two reasons to give precedence to Kiddush. It says, number one is because without the day you would not have Kiddush. And number two is the day already started. The Kiddush HaYom already took place. The boy Yippur up. is only coming later. So So Lel responds with two items as well. One is that the Yain is Gorim, the Kiddush. And number two is that it's Tadir Sheinu Tadir. Birkud HaYain Tadira, Birkud HaYom Eina Tadira. Tadir Sheinu Tadira, Tadir Kodem. Baloch of Gdivrei Beyti is like the Beyti Pshita. What's the question here? Ta'anach Gabbat Kol. The Gemara in Ervin describes that Bat went out that said, "When a Machlok between Beit Yiloh and Shemay Alocha kedivre Beit Yiloh." So, why do you have to come and pass in Pasquin here for like different Beit Yiloh? If Min Hashemayim they already told us the Alach is a big Beit Yiloh. One answer is that prior to the Bat this was a statement that the Alach is like Beit Yiloh. Beir Beit Yiloh and some say it was even after the Heavenly Voice that said the loch is like Beit Yiloh. Be Rabbi Yoshua and it's Rabbi Yoshua. And this is from the Gemara. in Boba Metziah that describes the machloka between Rabbi and the Chachamim with regards to Tanur Shalach Nai. And then over there, a batkol comes out from Shemaim and says, leave Rabbi Ezer alone, because Allah is like him, B'chol And nevertheless, Rabbi Shua says, too bad. Allah is not like Rabbi Ezer because, great Rabbi not told. Loba Shemaimi, they don't decide, make these decisions in heaven, those decisions are made on earth, and the majority are against Rabbi Ezer, and therefore the Allah will be against Rabbi Ezer. Even though there was a batkol, even though there was a heavenly voice, so Rabbi Yeshua rejects heavenly voices. If we don't name a Shmavim a batkol, therefore over here as well, we will reject the batkol, or we won't pay heed to the batkol, and that's why we need a debate diberi beit We need to know that loch is like beit Now, Rabbi Soloveitchik describes what is the fundamental machlokad here between beit hila and beit shemai, regards to whether kiddush sheyom or bari peragafen goes first. So he wants to suggest that the difference might be in how you view the bari peragafen. Is the bracha, Borei B'yagov, and simply a birka t'anenin? And if it's a birka t'anenin, then Kiddusha Yom should take place first, because that's the primary objective that you're trying to accomplish here. And then you make the birka t'anenin, the bracha, to drink the wine afterwards, because then you want to drink the kosho bracha. So first you do the action, or the k'dusha on the kosh, and then afterwards you make the birka t'anenin to enable you to drink the kosho bracha. On the other hand, Beit might believe that the Bori Priyagofen is an integral part of Kiddush. It's a part of Kiddush. The Rashbam and Psachim suggests such. The Gemara we saw before says, Ain't shirayl Yain. There's only a song that's said over wine. And that is the source of the fact that we bench alayayin, or that we make Kiddush alayayin. All these religious practices that we do, Yain is because ain't shirayl Yain. The Rashbam over there explains that that gives hashivut. That gives significance to the action to do it yayin In that case, the yayin is not for the drinking or for simply the an anin The bori priyagofen is almost a prerequisite for establishing the significance of what you're about to do. So when you have yayin, that gives significance to the kiddush. So for instance on Shabbat morning, the kiddush only consists of bori priyagofen. That is kiddush on Shabbat morning. To say bori priyagofen, you're done with kiddush. Well, how's that? There's no kiddush that you said. The answer is that the boy priya gufin itself gives chazibu to the meal. That gives significance to say that the meal I'm eating is for Shabbat specifically, and that's why I'm making a boy prayer gufin beforehand to give significance to it. And in that case, the boy priya, is an integral part of the kiddush. It's almost a prerequisite for the kiddush, and therefore the boy priya, is before the kiddush because you need the yayin in order to make the kiddush to give chazibu to the kiddush and to the suudah. So it suggests that maybe that's the machloket here between Beit Shemai. But to know how you view. The purpose of the birkadayayin here is it to give significance to the kiddush or simply to allow you to drink the kosho bracha and that might explain the difference in their opinion, of you might be too low over here. Okay, we'll stop over here.